Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Yeah, what's going on, Coastline? How y'all doing this morning? Yeah, you doing good? Everybody got enough coffee? No, that doesn't sound like we did. Uh, If you need a refill, you can go and grab it here in a minute for sure. Hey, by the way, I do want to let you know, uh, the coffee, uh, I think, is uh, giving us a a discount from Island Roasters. And so we're thankful for local coffee. And uh, how many of you guys know you need a little caffeine before coming into church? Right? Especially if the preacher preaches on something boring, which hopefully he's not doing today. Um, hey, if this is your first time here or first time in a while, I want to introduce myself. My name is Brian Nichols. I'm the pastor here at Coastline. Been meeting here in New Smyrna Beach High School for uh, going on something like six years now, which has been pretty great. We're coming up, uh, going to celebrate our year anniversary here, I think, in October, uh, which is, doesn't seem like it's been that long, but, uh, but it has. Um, if this is your first time, I do want to reiterate what Shelly said, uh, that we're going to, that uh, we would love to connect with you. There's connect cards uh, in the lobby on your way out, or you can uh, take a look at the church center app and find more information about what's going on at Coastline there. Um, I talked to Shelly this past week, and she said, Brian, I'm super worried about this back-to-school drive. I said, why? I said, she said, well, we've got like 10 backpacks, and last year we donated over 100 I said, well, I'm going to tell you, this is one thing I know about Coastline Church. With a lot of things, if it wasn't for the last minute, some things wouldn't get done around here. So, um, anyways, I want to challenge you if, uh, if you want to help out. Man, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's that expensive to even help out one kid. We were talking about something like, I think it's like $35 worth of stuff. Uh, and it's all uh, listed out on Amazon. If you want to help in that way, we want to thank you in advance for that. I think part of what the church is supposed to do is help out people that are in need. And I think foster kids have got to be at the top of that list somewhere. And so uh, I know it's tough getting stuff ready. It's, it's really tough for moms already think that school's on the way, right? It's coming. It's almost here. We're ready. Um, but, uh, but if you think about where you're out shopping, uh, you can grab some supplies or you can hit uh, that, uh, that links on the back of that card that's in the lobby uh, here later today and, and help those guys uh, that are in need out. Uh, today, I'm excited because I'm in part two of a series I started last week called Rumble Strips. And we're talking about like spiritual uh, early detection systems, things, early, things that warn us in advance of danger to come. This past week, or two weeks ago, I went and took a road trip with my family, and I got to experience Rumble Strips, right? Because you go, you go across the line, even just a little bit, you hear this god-awful sound and this crazy vibration, but it's, it's helpful because it warns you about the danger that's on the side of the road, right? Because it's a lot better to hit a rumble strip than it is to go off in a ravine, right? Um, and so last week I preached a message uh, entitled Heads Up. Uh, if you missed it, you can check it out on YouTube. Today I'm going to bounce off of that uh, and, uh, and I've entitled the sermon Keep Your Ears Open. Look at your neighbor and say, keep your ears open. That's a funny saying because I remember as a kid going to like uh, baseball practice and my dad saying stuff like, "Hey, son, you got to keep you got to keep your head up." I was like, "Well, my head's on the top of my body; it's always up." But I don't know what that means. 
And I remember going hunting with a buddy, and he said, hey, when you sit in this tree stand, you gotta, you got to keep your ears open. And I was like, I've never closed my ears, so I don't know how, to, I don't know how we do that. But today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, keeping our ears open, specifically to what the Holy Spirit has for us. So I'm going to pray for us. And we're going to jump right in. Real quick, before I pray, though, I want to ask you to keep Erica in your prayers. Um, she's not here today because uh, she got some news last night that her grandmother uh, is going through a real tough time health-wise. And so she spent the night at the hospital in Ormond with her. Uh, and so she's not here this morning. So keep uh, her family in her prayers and her grandmother. Her name is Ann. She is, uh, might be one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met. She is the sweetest lady I've ever met in my entire life. She is absolutely a saint. So uh, you guys be praying for her and praying for them. But let me pray for us before we get into this message. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for what you're going to teach us here this morning. I pray that your Holy Spirit would give me the words to say even as I'm looking at my notes. Outside of what I've planned, outside of what I've practiced, I pray that, that you would guide us and show us the way. Uh, I pray that this morning the things that uh, we're dealing with, that your Holy Spirit would talk to us about them, that you would change us and adjust us to be the men and the women that you're calling us to be. God, I thank you so much for this experience that we're going to share with one another. I thank you for our community. Thank you for New Smyrna Beach High School and where we're allowed to do church right now. God, I thank you for the day in which we'll move into our own home. God, wherever that is, we thank you in advance for it. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Hey, before we get started, I want to invite you guys all across this room, stand up where you're at. High five about five or six people. Get to know some people around you. Introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll get into the message here in a minute. Yeah. <clears throat> Before I jump in, I want to do something real quick. I was thinking about this guy as I was driving in this morning. How many of you guys know, um, like, when you come to Coastline, you see some, like, Coastline signs up and some flags out, like, along the side of the road as you're pulling in? You guys all seen that before? Uh, Mr. Dennis has been the guy that's been setting those up for you know, months now, and he hates that I'm pointing them out right now, uh, but the guy shows up at like 7 o'clock every morning and sets it up, and I'm super thankful for you. Every time I drive into church, I'm thankful for how you serve our church, man. It's a big deal. Appreciate you. I think he's also the guy that keeps all the local Dunkin' Donuts working, so we're really thankful for all the caffeine that you're able to help us with, too. Um, so this morning, I want to preach primarily in the series. We're talking primarily out of uh, the book of Ephesians. Now, the book of Ephesians is actually, wasn't written as a book. It's written as a letter. Like, uh, just like I would write a letter and put it in the mail to you. Uh, it, was, it was a letter written by a guy named Paul. Uh, this is important because you need to understand Paul had one of the most dramatic, life-changing experiences with Jesus of anyone. Paul's name actually used to be Saul, and Saul was persecuting the followers of Jesus, the Bible says, to death. That means he was actually capturing them, and people were dying because they were following Jesus, and this guy Saul was the primary reason why. And so he was a defender of the Jewish faith. He looked at the people that were making up the church, the followers of Jesus, what at that time they called them the way. He looked at those people as people that were attacking the Jewish faith. And so he would go out 
and persecute them, trying to wipe them out. At some point, Saul has this incredible experience with Jesus. Jesus comes down and changes his life forever, and we would see Saul turn into Paul. Paul would then later go on to write most of the New Testament. He would completely change his ways, and he would start to continue to communicate and teach about what Jesus had taught him. Because of him, there's so many churches that started because he went out and started them specifically in the name of of Jesus Christ. It was a, it's a huge, it's a, it's a fantastic story of life change. Um, but he writes this letter to the church in Ephesus, and he, the, the primary purpose of it, the beginning of it, is to encourage. He's telling them that, hey, this, this following Jesus is a fantastic thing. Let me tell you about the blessings that we poured out on your life. Let me tell you how your life will change for the better. Let me tell you how this is the way. And he goes into this for chapters and then next, he starts to tell them about, hey, I gotta let you, I gotta, I gotta make you aware of some things. I wanna help you out. I wanna make sure that, that you don't run off the road. Yeah, God's, God's calling you to a specific path and on a specific adventure of life, and I don't want you to end up in a ravine. And so he starts to lay out these, these rumble strips and give them, give them warning. But before he does, he does this very significant thing, and he communicates to them how and where he received the message. And we're going to pick this up in the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 3. If you've got a Bible, you can pull it up, or you can pull it up on your phone. This is probably a good time for me to tell you, um, if you haven't downloaded it yet, the Bible app on Apple or Google Play or whatever it is that, that Android people do. Um, I'm praying for you, Android people. Uh, whatever it is, you can look it up, look up the Bible app, and if you go to live or find live in the drop-down box, you can actually find Coastline Service, and it shows all my sermon notes and all the scriptures uh, that, uh, that I'll be preaching today and throughout the rest of the week. So if you look back, I'm going to think, what did Brian preach on? You can go find it. Um, so Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3, and he says this. says, as I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. Now I want to stop there because it gives all, this gives a lot of information. Uh, Paul is clearly saying, he's like, hey, I've, I've got a message, but I've got to tell you where it came from. God, the, the, the creator of everything, heaven and earth, the entire universe, has communicated down to me. This is a big deal because I, um, I remember in Bible college, uh, my first year, I remember praying this prayer so much, saying, God, I am an idiot. I don't do subtle. I, it, by the way, real quick, if you ever think like I'm subtling, trying, subtly trying to tell you something, like I don't, I don't know how to do subtle. Subtle is not a language I understand. I'm very blunt. So if you ever think, I don't think Pastor Brian likes me, that's not the truth because if I don't like you, you'll know it very clearly. I will, I'll let you know. So when it comes to this, I, I remember praying, God, when you want me to make a decision, when you need me to do something, like give me neon letters in the sky, right? How many of you guys ever want that? You're like, when it comes to a big decision, I wish there was a giant arrow just pointing this way, right? Like show me what to do. That's what I'm going to do. I remember praying this prayer. I, I remember praying saying, God, I want to hear your voice audibly. And I was talking to one of my pastor buddies. He was like, he's like, Brian, I don't. I don't know if that's really what you want. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, every time in the Bible you hear like God spoke to someone, that person was crippled with fear. Like it was such an incredibly powerful moment. You think 
God, the creator of heaven and earth, he spoke the world into existence. Him speaking to you, he's like, I don't know if you can take, I don't know if your shorts can take that. You might need to change your britches. So today I've still yet to hear the voice of God, but I've definitely received him communicating to me through his Holy Spirit. And so specifically here, Paul says, I've got a message for you. It's come from God. And he continues with this in verse 4. He says, it says as I read it to you, I have written, or as I read what, to you what I have written, you will understand my insight into the plan regarding Christ. So he, he says, God's given me a message. I'm taking this message, and I'm giving it to you. And then he communicates how he received it. He says this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 5. He says, God did not reveal it to a previous generation, but now by his spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. Now, this is a big deal because if you know anything about Jewish history, when it came to God speaking to his people, it was always done through one person. There was always a prophet or a leader. You've got, you've got Moses. Uh, you've got, we've talked in the, the past this year of, about Elijah, how the, he, these people were the mouthpiece of, of God. God would speak to them. They would speak to God's people. But here, Paul is telling them, he said, hey, I want to let you know I've got a message for you. God has given it to me. I'm giving it to you. And it's come from the Holy Spirit of God. This is a big deal because, because in the end it says, it says he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And when I read it this past week, I thought to myself, I said, I, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a holy prophet or apostle. I, I, don't know how, I don't know how to become that. But when I read it again, I realized that maybe, maybe it's not something he's saying was specific because these people were that, but maybe they heard the message because their ears were open to hearing from God. Maybe they were in tune just enough. Maybe they, they had turned, uh, they had put away all the things that the world was trying to create noise in their life. And at some point, these were the people that were able to hear because they were ready to listen from the Holy Spirit. And so he goes on, he, he communicates this message very clearly to them. He said, in verse 6, he said, and this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news, real quick, I want to stop right there because you might not know, and, that, and that's okay if you don't know, uh, the, this specifically, uh, when it's written, there, there's a lot of people of, of Jewish culture that, that, that they would have grown up, uh, Jew, they, would have, they would have understand the Old Testament, the Torah, they would have, they, they, they thought and experienced, they thought that, that what Christ had for them was specific to Jewish people. And anybody that was not a Jewish person was called a Gentile. So you had the people that grew up in the Jewish faith, and then you had everybody else. So, so specifically here, Paul is communicating to this church about two different type of people groups, or what the church has turned in to di two different type of people groups. He says, both Gentile and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong 
to Christ Jesus. And so what he's doing here is he's saying, hey, like, I see which way you're headed. I see which way the church is headed and what you're doing. And I, understand, I see that there's been separation. I need you to, to set up some rumble strips. I need you to, I'm going to give you a little early warning protection so that you know when it comes to the church, when it comes to the body of believers, it doesn't matter if you're black or you're white. It does not matter if you're a, a Democrat or a Republican. It doesn't, wear if you wear your, it doesn't matter if you wear your pants on your head or on your bottom. When it comes to the body of Christ, we are together. And, and, he, and with this, he, he unifies them. He protects them for which way it's going. He's saying, hey, I got, you got to set this up as a guardrail because you need to understand we, we don't need to be separate. He says, do life together. Specifically today, I, I'm, I'm not preaching about us doing church and unity. I think that that's clearly a message that, that is something for us today because it's in his word. But primarily what I want to talk about is the importance of us opening up our ears, being ready for the Holy Spirit to speak to us as an early warning system for us spiritually. You think about your drive down the road, you go over the rumble strips, what's the first thing that happens? You hear them, right? It's a God-awful noise. Sometimes, as a good husband I am, I know it annoys Erica, so I'll just, like, run over him for a long time, right? You ever, any husbands do that? Or the best is the little reflector in the middle of the road. You just hit that left tire on it. He's just, how many of these are going to get hit? It's like, well, now I'm going to find out how many I can hit, you know. It's a spirit, I have the spiritual gift of annoyance. I don't, I don't know if that's a real thing, but my wife would say it is. <clears throat> But I think it's important for us to, to open our ears. Hearing is one of these things that is incredibly valuable. If you don't think it's valuable, do this. If, if you've got a pair of noise-canceling headphones, uh, this will work, or just take some tissue paper and put it, in, put it in your ears. Plug up your ears and then go home today and try to watch TV. Or try to have a conversation with, people, with your family. Some of, your mother, some of the moms in the room, they're like, this is a dream. I don't have to hear these people anymore for, for a couple hours. This sounds great. Nap time. Here we go. But if, if you had to do life like that, if you went through life even for a day and we're not able to hear, I mean, how annoyed do we get when we try to talk to someone on the cell phone and, like, we, don't, we have bad service, right? You're like, we can put a person on the moon, but I can't figure out how to get a cell signal in my building. Hearing is important, but I feel like sometimes spiritually we, we put the value behind where it should be. We put it, we put it behind. We, put, we allow other things to take up the room where we should be sitting to put up, to listen to what the Holy Spirit has for us. I want to ask you to pray um, for the Nichols family this week, uh, not only because what Eric has gone through, but uh, uh, Olivia, my uh, oldest uh, child, she's nine years old. She's going to have a surgery on Tuesday uh, to repair a part of her ear. A uh, little over a year ago, um, we took her to a checkup, and, and she uh, was diagnosed with having something called a clastiotoma. And this is a small growing piece of uh, cyst or something in, on the inside of your ear, the inner ear. And this grew at such a rapid rate 
uh, that it actually eroded to the point where they were no longer there. Uh, three little inner ear bones that allow you to hear, uh, they, they magnify the sound. So they set up against your eardrum at some point, they're connected, and they magnify the sound so that your brain can say, hey, this is what sound waves are coming, coming in. Uh, unfortunately, because she hasn't had those, the, the uh, ear doctor, which there's a name for that, and I'll never remember it, um, said that her ear, hearing has diminished something like 60% on her left side. So she can only hear about 40% of what she should on her left side. Now, the thing that was wild to me to hear, though, was as he was telling us this, as a parent, you're incredibly worried because you're like, hearing is valuable. Like, being able to be able to, like, you're thinking, like, I'm going to help, I'm going to have to yell at my kid the rest, I'm already yelling at her, so it doesn't matter, but I'm going to have to yell at my kid the rest of my life. He said, no, he said, because here's the thing, it's the way that hearing, this is, this is how I, I know God is, is one of the things that shows me God is real. He said, because of how the body works, she said her hearing is actually 100% when she has both ears. So she doesn't have hearing loss together. It's only when you test the one side because, because the body understands what's happening and it compensates so that she can hear the way that she's supposed to hear. So this week she goes uh, into um, have this procedure done where they're going to put little titanium bones in. And so I told her she's going to be bionicle like the Terminator now. Um, but, uh, but be praying for her. But hearing is, is a valuable thing. As a parent, it's one of the things that we've been most worried about with our kids because we think you, you want your kid to grow up, especially with something that's going to help them like that through life. But for some of us, we go through life, and we are spiritually hard of hearing. Or we've gotten to a point where we've, we've, we've plugged our ears up to the point where we don't hear, we don't allow ourselves to hear from the Holy Spirit the way that we should. Or we get to a point where we, we have so much other noise that's going on, there's so much that's happening around us that we can't hear what God wants to say to us. But I want to tell you this today. If, if you're here and you believe in Jesus Christ and you've been trying to follow him or you are following him, I want to let you know the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. With what you're going through, with what you've been through, for what's ahead, he wants to help you out. But it's our job to get ourselves in a place where we can tune in and open our ears to hear what he has for us. James, the brother of Jesus, um, Eric always gets on me because I, I, I keep calling him the stepbrother of Jesus, which that's not what he is. Erica has a stepbrother. Uh, he's the half-brother of Jesus. James would have been uh, one of the guys that would have been around Jesus the most. He writes this in the first chapter of his letter telling about what happened with his time with Jesus. He says this. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. So that's me and you. He says, you must all be quick to listen. He, he, he feels like it's important to communicate that when it comes to life, he specifically here is talking about us with one another, but I think it's also the, the, it's something that can also be applied uh, spiritually. Is that it's important for us to be quick to listen 
So many times we get in this time where we're, we're speaking to God or we're praying and we talk, 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 talk. Or some of us are even get to the point where we're, we're, we're too intimidated to have this time of prayer because we're like, we don't know the words to say. And I think we've forgotten that there's a time in which, or in this time specifically where God might say, hey, you don't have to say anything. Maybe you just sit here for a moment and just listen. Maybe you sit for a moment and just hear, hear from from me. We see Jesus apply this in his life, uh, in, in, especially when we uh, look into the book of Mark and look in, in Luke. It says this in Mark chapter 1, uh, verse 35. It says, before daybreak, the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. He got away from Everybody that wanted anything from him, he got away from uh, his responsibility to, to teach the disciples. He got away from whoever was there, who, the, the host of the house they were staying in or, or whatever it was. He, he got away and spent time by himself. Specifically, I believe to hear from God. And I know that because in Luke chapter 5 verse 16 it says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. If Jesus, if Jesus in his life, being the perfect, perfect man, pulled away and spent time listening to God, I think it's something that we should do as well. I think, I think it's something that will help us along the way. I think that if we, if we had this in our lives, if this was something that we, we really took and didn't take it for granted, but we really applied it like he did, this would be one of the rumble strips in our lives that would save us from destruction, would save us from, from making a wrong choice, from doing something we're not supposed to do. We've got to give that opportunity. We've got to tune ourselves in. He didn't just do this, though. This is something that he specifically taught. In the Sermon on the Mount, we would see here uh, afterwards that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 through 8, he says this. He says, but, but when you pray, he says, go away by yourself, Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. So, sometimes in our lives, we, we've got to put the noise aside. We've got to shut the door behind us. We've got to put the cell phone on. Do not disturb. We've got to create some time to have that quiet. It says, then your father who sees everything will reward you. He goes on, he says, when you pray... Don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask. I think sometimes we get intimidated by not knowing what we should say to God or not knowing how we should pray. And, and because of it, we just, we just don't. Or we get into the thing where we're in such a routine of, for some of us, we, we, we pray. It might be something you pray every day. We talk and 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 talk. And then you say amen. And then you start up your day. I want to tell you, there's, there's so much going on in the world. There's so much happening. There's so many decisions that you need to make. Tomorrow's Monday. 
if we sat here, we could sit here and start to worry about what what's going to happen for Monday, the work that we still need to do or the things that we need to get ramped up so we can start for Monday. We got people that work for us that are going to show up to work, and they're going to want to know what to do. We're going to want to call our boss and find out what we need to do. We're going to get home, and we're going to stress and worry about our finances, or we're going to try to have to get all the kids together and get everybody fed. We're going to have to work on getting the school back-to-school supplies. There's a lot of things that will take up your time, and a lot of things that will make noise in your life. But I want to challenge you with this. God of heaven and earth, creator of everything, has given me a message today. And, and I want to give this message to you. And the way he gave it to me was through the Holy Spirit. And what he says is that he wants to talk to you. He wants to have a conversation with you if you'll let him. He is a gentleman. And the only way that you will hear from him is if you take the time, you pause, you open up your ears, and you tune in and say, have your way. So with everyone here, I, I want to challenge you with this this week. Take time to tune in. Open up your ears and listen. And I promise you, he'll speak to you. He'll show you something. It might not be an audible voice. If that happens to you, you better come find me and tell me because I want to know all about it. Some of you are like, Brian, I don't, how do I know? How do I know what's, an, what's, what's the voice of God? How do I know if God's speaking to me through the Holy Spirit? How do I know that's that and not just bad pizza from the night before? I'm going to give you two things. First one is this. This will line up with the word, okay? Don't wake up tomorrow morning and say, God told me to tell someone off. That's not, God's not going to tell you that, okay? God told me I need to go buy a Lamborghini. No, you don't, okay? Don't do it. God told me I needed a new purse. I, I don't know, maybe, but... Pray about it. It'll line up with the word. The second thing is this. If it's something that you would not normally think or do, it's probably him. And here's the most important thing of all. If you hear the Holy Spirit talk to you, this is the toughest one. Paul says this. He says, if you hear these words, don't, don't just know it, but do it. And if you'll do it, I promise you, your life will be changed your life will be changed forever. You will live in more blessing than winning the lottery or having the biggest job or being the man or whatever will ever bring you. Having all the toys. If you'll tune in, the Holy Spirit, let him speak to you and do what he says. I promise you, I'll have a blessed life. That's what my hope is for you. So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, As we sit here for just a few seconds in, in silence, as we sit here and open up our ears to you spiritually, at first it feels awkward and different feels outside of the norm. But God, I know that's where you operate the most. 
So today, this week, I pray that your Holy Spirit would charge us to step out of the norm. That we would do this a little bit different. That we would create time and space and silence to hear from you. And as you speak to us, as you tell us which direction to go, I pray that we would have the courage to take action and do it. I thank you so much for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.